You're now tuned in to Views from the Chicks, a podcast discussing the correlation between life and music. Let's get on with the show. Come on. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. I'm T, and I'm here with... I'm Joey, and I'm here with... Quan is here. Hey, y'all. Hey, ladies. We back. New year approaching us, so new year, new you. 2019 can just go already. Ooh. It's been a tough one. (laughs) But you know what? We're going to come out stronger, and 2020 is going to be dope. Yeah, you're already starting it off. I mean, you're finishing up 2019 strong, yeah. okay? Yeah, you are. So it only paves the way for 2020, in yes. my opinion. Yes. So definitely. Yeah. Okay, so since it's the holiday season and we're going to be around family a lot, mm-hmm. um, some people don't spend time with their family, spend time with friends, and that's fine, too, because friends can yes. be family as chosen well. Chosen family. Of course. Yes, chosen family, mm-hmm. not blood. <laughs> can't choose them so i was thinking of a question of the day okay cool and it is family related i'm listening so (laughs) i would like to know ladies what is the most useful thing your mom or your dad has ever taught you Hmm. i can go first while you guys yes go ahead ponder okay i will say something that um it's, a, it's more of a mental thing than a useful thing. It goes hand in hand. But my dad always tells me nothing happens before it's time. Hmm. So I always try to think about that in any and every situation. That's one thing, especially with the holiday season and New Year's coming up. I know a lot of us put pressure on ourselves to accomplish goals and make things happen right away. And, you know, People get pressure in terms of like having to get gifts and pressure from outside sources in different ways. So I try to keep that with me. He always does it to me, even when I talk about different things. He's like, nothing happens before it's time. Mm -hmm. So that's just something that I like to take with me because he's absolutely right. When it's your time, it's your time. And sometimes I think we self-sabotage ourselves. Mm And try to make things happen before it's like, you know, hatching, you know, an egg hatching before it's supposed to ha- It happens naturally, right? Mm-hmm. So I just try to take that with me. So that's something that he has taught me. So right. what about you guys? Kwana? Uh, <laughs> um, so the first thing that popped into my head <laughs> was something that my mother always told me and still tells me to this day is if you're not married, you're single. Ooh. And I used to always be like, what is, like, what do you mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're not married, you're single. Like, but if you're in a relationship, you're not, you're not necessarily single. Like, how can you be a good wife if you're not a good girlfriend? Like, like we would have these, you know, these little conversations. Mm -hmm. But just thinking about the decade that i have had in terms of relationships relationships i get it mm. you get it i get it now you get it now i get it 
Wow. But you- and that's not to say that you just live your life as if you're single, if you've made this commitment to someone, whatever that commitment is, whether it's a whether it's a fiance, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend, whether it's, you know, whoever, like whatever that commitment is with that person that you've both decided on, that's not to say that you just disregard that and just treat people any way you want to treat them. Right. Um, But I think the way I interpret it, you know, after living some life, you know, and (laughs) from hearing that and just, you know, living life, I interpret that as if be careful to not, give so much in a situation where you're giving so much and not getting anything in return anything in return so I think a lot of times um you know especially as as couples you know they they get together and they you know create a you know a life together or you know whatever it is that people do that people are deciding to do Um, I think we need to be aware of how the relationship is and not how you want it to be. Right. Mm, You have to be present. Yeah, that's a gem right there in itself. Yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe one day you do want to marry this woman or this man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is a goal for you or that is a goal for you guys. And this is something you talk about, something Mm -hmm. that you discuss. Great. But in the meantime, if... In between time. In between time. <laughs> if that is not where you are, you have to take the relationship for its face value. Correct. Right. right. So I think sometimes we might give a lot, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, co-signing on a loan for a home with a guy we've only been with with a year. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like, I think there ha- you have to really evaluate your situation and really think about how much you're willing to give Mm -hmm. in that particular situation so when she's and and when she would tell me that i'd be like ma like that sounds so crazy like (laughs) if you're not married you're single but she's true she's i mean she's right as as you lay it out it definitely it makes sense it definitely makes sense because we i mean i don't know if we personally but i mean we obviously know of people who are in situations where you know you're living with someone for x amount of time and it's kind of like you know you fall into habits and then you know it's just a continuous routine you're not really stepping outside of it and thinking about okay what am i giving here yes you know what what are we really doing yeah you're just doing routine on a day you're not thinking about it at the moment yeah but when you're like forced to kind of zoom out Mm -hmm. and look at it in that way from that perspective yeah it's like living a married life when you don't have that level of commitment Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and um just, I think, I mean, it's definitely case by case and you right. have of to course, really, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I learned that also yeah. in my previous relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm a, My personality is to go all the way in. Oh, yes. Yeah. In or nothing at all. Like, yeah. I have to Me give too. you. Yeah. yeah. But I've learned uh, over this past decade, since we talk about decades, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that I just match people's energy. Yes. I am a matching of energy type of person. You give me 50, I'm going to give you 50. And when I feel like I want to give a little more, I think that would be my choice. Mm -hmm. But I won't give too much. Mm. I'm proceeding with caution. Yes. So I've learned that as well. But at the same time, I don't want to keep a part of myself away from the person because that's who I am. I just yes. give. You don't want to have yeah. to conform and change yourself to adapt to them because then you're not being your true authentic self. Right. So, and I also, I've said this before on the podcast too. A guy has told me before, he's like, don't change who you are 
because there's someone who's going to appreciate it. Like, if you do too much, there's someone who's going to be like, I love that about her, that she just gives too much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I agree with your mom. It's like, why buy the cat when you're getting the milk for free? Yeah, yes. We have to keep yes. some kind of mystery to what yeah. is next in the next chapter. Yeah. And you have to keep some things for yourself until it's the correct time yeah. to bring that out. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, her her goal in telling me that really was to make me see, you know, I understand you care about this person. You love this person. This is someone that you want to build a life with. You know, this is something that you this is a serious thing for you, which is great. But you have to be mindful that not everyone or not everything or not every situation is worthy of that amount of investment. So my um, motto recently has been low investment, high energy. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. speak on it. Ooh, <laughs> you should so get that. Come on through equation. <laughs> low investment, <laughs> high energy. So I'm very mindful of like how much time I'm investing, how much... Um, of myself I'm investing Um, because a lot of times we can give too much and then you feel like oh like that like that wasn't even worth it like why did I even you know do that so I go so hard yeah why did I go so hard for no reason so it's like okay low investment not saying you're not going to get anything but you know just I'm keeping my investment low you matching whoever's energy keep your investment low Mm -hmm. and then you just up the ante when it's the right time to up the ante Mm -hmm. but keep the energy high kind of have like checkpoints in a sense of like Mm -hmm. all right, maybe I'll okay all right. yes you do it along the way I was like okay yeah okay so Joey what what mommy or daddy (laughs) got for you uh, well, my mom, my mom, <laughs> you both know my mom. I love your mom. We love your mom. <laughs> your do. mom is like our biggest fan, and I love it. She really, really yes, is. I love your mom. Uh, my mom has taught me so, so much just in life, not even just the decade, but so much in life. And I guess the decade as well, because I've been obviously grown more into an adult. This marked our 20s, basically. Our entire 20s was this last mm-hmm. decade, in a sense. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to be how it is. Well, you, you know yeah, what I, mean. I know what you mean, but at this I point get you. that we're recording, yes, we're, we're all we're going 30. into thirty-one wow. in twenty twenty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't it? Wow. Okay. Um. So, I'll say two things. Two things that my mom taught me, which were actually taught to her by both of her parents, and they go hand in hand. So my grandfather um, used to always tell her, um, "If you're gonna do something, you got to do it right. Like, don't bullshit things. Don't half-ass things." Yep. Just do it and get it done. Because at the end of the day, you're the only one that can control your actions and how much energy you give something in terms of like a goal you want to accomplish or whatever. Don't drag your feet with it. Give it your all every single time. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's something that she always like, you know, Daddy Settle says that. Daddy, Daddy Settle's my grandfather. That's yes, his Daddy Settle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, she'd always say, that's what he says, that's what he says. And then my grandmother, um, she would always say, if you can't do good, don't do bad. Mm. Which also relates to intention. You know, what is your intention behind your actions? What you're going to say to this person? How it affects the individuals around you? Is this for your own benefit? Or like, so it's like, if this is not going to be for the betterment of the people in a sense, or even if it's not going to help someone, then don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Don't put any, you know, don't put any badness into this world, basically. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, intention. Basically, be intentional in everything that you do. Like, mm-hmm. what is your intention? And I feel like just reflecting on the decade, like, as we're closing this decade, that's something I've been thinking about more and more. Like, intention. Okay, I'm, I don't know, learning this new skill 
for what? Like, what is the intention of learning this? How is this going to help X, Y, and Z? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Things like that. You know, I want to meet this person for what? What is the intention behind it? Or something like that. Like walking with a purpose. Walking with a purpose. In layman's terms, yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly that. Yes. Walking with the purpose and making sure that your actions follow through on that purpose. That's the promise you're making to yourself. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, shout out mommies and daddies and (laughs) And grandfathers and and dads. Daddy's dead Daddy's dead (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, sharing their wisdom. Yeah. I'm excited to learn more, actually. I really love, like, I used to work in the hospital, and um, a lot of the ladies that I worked with were older women. And one thing that you notice about older people, they love reflecting on the past. Mm-hmm. Yes. They love telling stories, sharing their wisdom, sharing their experience. And I really, really love that. I love yeah. picking older people's brains mm-hmm. because I'm just like, what a life. Me too. Oh. I, I, I was like, actually, I think about two years ago, I told myself, I was like, I need some like, like older people friends. Yeah. Get yeah. you some. Yeah. Get you some. Like 40s and up. Okay, like, let me get some you. older people friends so and I they can have like, learn wisdom. some things, you know? They know things. Yes. I think that's important to have older friends because we are surrounded by our peers and we're seeing what they're doing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you have older friends, you can see what life can be. Right. Yes. Right? Because so, we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, in our group. So. Right. And, and when you hear their stories and you know that they didn't all have it figured out at that point, and sometimes when you do talk to them – they're still trying to figure it out. And it's never yes. really solved. So I have a couple friends that are older that I meet up with every once in a while. And I I like just sitting there and just observing and mm-hmm. taking it all in because I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. I still got time. I can work it out. Yeah. And I just try to take it all in. Mm-hmm. So, And even on that, like that's actually a revelation I had on Monday specifically because I'm, I'm always like in my thoughts, just really deep, deep thinking. And I was just having this moment. And then when I got to work, I was talking with an older coworker. I think she's like maybe like 45 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was just talking about how much she hates her job. Mm, and she at 45. Was just, at 45. Right. And she was just talking about, she was just like, I don't know. She has no kids, but she was just like, I don't know. Is it too late in the game to make a transition? Mm, it's never you too know? late. She was just like, what if I live to like, you know, God willing, I live to like I'm 80 plus. That's another 40 something years. Yeah. So she's like, is it ever really late? And it just made me think like. We're all just living life. Yeah. No one has it completely 100% There's no cheat code. Out. There's no cheat code. Mm-hmm. So whenever you get, you know, and this is for our listeners as well, whenever there's a moment that you are feeling doubtful or, you know, you're losing hope or confidence or whatever, everybody going through their own thing. Just keep on pushing and keep on doing what you got to do. Mm-hmm. New year's coming. New day, new beginning. Hey. Let's go, man. Yes, let's go. let's go. And then speaking of going, let's get into these segments. Yes. Damn. Okay, we got first up, Joey. First up, we have the first segment, Dose of Dopeness. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, Dose of Dopeness is where I feature some really dope creatives who are doing some really dope creative things using music somehow. Not necessarily musicians. You may be a musician, but maybe you started an organization, created an app, or just doing something really innovative around music. So this week's feature is an organization by the name of Music Makes Me Happy. Now, this is a collective based out of Philadelphia. And Music Makes Me Happy is a network of music lovers who believe in music's ability to inspire change. From their website, this is what the organization does specifically. 
So it says, we create space and performance opportunities through The Good Sound, which is an annual concert featuring artists who use their music as a catalyst for positive social change. They connect artists and community organizations through The Gathering, which is an annual social mixer that addresses art, identity, and social change. They also have a youth mentorship program called The Heart Exchange, and I love how it's spelled. It's H-E and then uppercase A. RT. So it looks like he art, but it's heart. Um, it's <laughs> called the Heart Exchange. It's a youth mentorship program that matches local artists to youth in underserved communities. So that's cool because it really gets them on the ground running and it's connecting the artists with the local community, the youth, especially, you know, when you think about like inner cities, um, like Philadelphia, you know, we went to school there. We always talk about that yeah. as well. You know, when you think about the youth in inner city, the I guess what people think about is how kids are always out on the streets and yeah, right. yeah. So it's good to have organizations and platforms that they can get involved in and, um, you know, not have so much idle time, I guess you can say. Yeah. You know, I mean, especially you know. around music. I mean, yeah. especially young people, you know, music is all over the place. They mm -hmm. always got their headphones on. They're always mm -hmm. on their phone. Yeah. You know, they know all the new music, all the dances, everything that comes the out. The dances, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like music is... It's just such a part of your life. Mm -hmm. So this was actually founded by Joshua Dingle. So Joshua Dingle has a really um, inspiring story about why he decided to join forces with other music collectives and profile artists in this way. He says, music played a big part in helping me discover where the speech impediment came from. I realized that I didn't have a speaking disorder, but a thinking disorder. I learned that my communication issues stem from a lack of confidence, low self-esteem, and how I saw myself. Music helped me to express to express myself, grow in self-esteem, and played a huge part in my personal development. In the same way music helped me discover helps me discover and solve personal issues, I believe it can do the same in our communities and inspire and change and inspire change in others. Now what he's talking about, from the ages of I believe five through twelve, he wasn't talking. He did not know how to express his language. He didn't and speak at all. He did all? not speak. Which touched dare and near to me because um, my nephew, which I spoke about before, um, he has an expressive disorder is what they call it. But it's basically growing up, some kids have issues with expressing language. They right. understand everything, but they may have issues with actually communicating and forming the words in terms of like, you know, the English language, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was really interesting. And he basically learned how to talk through music by listening to music mm. and learning how words are, you know, phrased and formulated. And um, it just really sparked change in him. And he saw how this can impact someone's life. And he wanted to shine light on some really dope artists who are also doing the same. So I just wanted to profile um, profile Joshua and his platform. And the website for that is musichappiness.com. I'll spell it. That's M-U-S-I-C-H-A-P-P-I-N-E-S-S.com. And they are also on Instagram as Music Makes Me Happy. So check it out. Yeah. You talking about that organization basically reiterates the fact that music is feeds the soul. Oh, absolutely. Music has so many healing powers. Absolutely. So it just shows that music has so many healing powers and the fact that people who have speech impediment can use music as a way to help them formulate and conjugate their words. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like your segment because it kind of teaches us and shows us what is out there and how mu music is utilized in such a cra crazy dope way and how people are making music matter instead of just based on streams. Right, you can just exactly. listen to it in a different yeah. way and interpret it and receive it in a different way. Right. I mean, that's 
dope that this, you know, organization can really use music not just as, you know, a tool, but more than that. It's like this is this is our life. Like this is what we do. Music is always around us, mm-hmm. no matter what. Exactly. Like I've like I've heard people say, I'm not really much of a music person. I don't understand. That. I don't. I don't get it. Like, so do you just have silence in it? <laughs> like, what Life? do you in your do? Home? In your home, they like must this... be a TV person because I, I. But don't. but, but there's even that. music there's on TV, music on commercials, there's music, there's in, music in movies, there's, there's music not, in TV. So there's not something that comes on. They just start tapping their feet. If you guys think about your favorite movie and then take away all the music in that movie, Come is, is it really the same? It's a screenplay. No. <laughs> read a book. I mean, Broadway. Go show. read a book. Not even Broadway music, girl. Oh yeah, they do have music. <laughs> yes. It's a, that's a monologue. It's a monologue. Yeah. I guess. That's so cool. All right. (laughs) So, Quana, how are you upgrading our lives this week? Go ahead. Hey, yes. So, I really want to know is, you know, I want to ask you ladies a a quick question first. What is something coming up uh, for the new year 2020 that you want to change about your life? You want me to be real, real? Yes, I mean, be real. It could be anything. I think it's about to be, our answer's probably about to be real similar. Finances. Yes. <laughs> Is that yours also, T? Yes, and a mixture of other things. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, let's go with finances. I think I had a stronghold on my finances the beginning of the decade. Mm-hmm. I definitely lost my way. Mm-hmm. But due to it things, happens. yeah, due to things that were out of my control. But then once I got back control, I was envious of it. I was like, mm. oh, you took, I had to do all this with my money. Now that I have it back to me, let me just go crazy with it. Mm. Because I was, it was out of spite. Yeah. To my, But then it backlashed on me. So now I'm rebuilding, refocusing, and just trying to get on the right path. But yes, go ahead. Got it. So I only ask that because, you know, depending on what it is that you want to, I guess, upgrade for 2020, you know, you take steps to get there. So you want to get your finances in order. Maybe you speak to someone who knows more about finances, like, a, you know, a CPA for taxes, a financial advisor, whatever. So I wanted to share a tool that we can use to help really get um, to get our minds clear on what we're thinking. And I really feel that for 2020, everybody should get a journal. Ooh, journal. Yes. Okay, yes. get you a journal. Get and what are we doing with this journal? A journal. So you can do what you want with the journal. Like when I, I remember when I was first told, you know, you should really keep a journal. I'm like, well, I don't feel like writing every mm-hmm. day. <laughs> and I don't. And I don't write in it every day. I only write in it when I really feel like I have some thoughts on my mind that I just kind of want to get out but what I did realize from having a journal and the journal that I that I currently have is from the middle of 2018 Mm -hmm. um, and I still have a few empty pages so it's not completely full yet but I do like to go back and read sometime just like briefly of something that I was going through on a certain day and I do find that 
when you write out your thoughts, it really does help to get your mind clear on what you're thinking. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be some profound journal entry, some, you know, Shakespearean. Like how they're doing all the, I used to be obsessed with how they do the bullet journals. Mm. Yes. All the pretty color markers and all that. I like a pretty page, but it doesn't have to be that organized. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that organized because sometimes, a lot of times, our thoughts are not organized. Our thoughts are all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, A equals C, and then you go down to F, and then you're back at D. Like, you know, it doesn't have to make sense in the moment. But really, if you find that you're thinking a lot about something, so maybe, you know, you're you're at home and you're thinking, man, what do I want to do in 2020? Try it. Get a journal or a notebook or whatever and just start writing things down. Like, okay, finances. Okay, what else? Um, I would like to work out more. Okay, what else? I would like to maybe do something fun, like maybe take some cooking classes, you know, mm. after work. You know, write that down. Like, really take the time to sit down. I, I feel like because our lives are so fast, like this decade flew by. Mm-hmm. And our days fly by you know sometimes i blink and a week is over and it's like monday again or friday again i'm like oh what did i even do last week i don't even know so i really think if we try to set aside time to really slow down and don't get a laptop and type it out because we are on the computers all the time whether it's your phone or your laptop or whatever really get a piece of paper Mm -hmm. get a pen and write, like take your time, write it out, slow down. And I, I find that it really helps to organize your thoughts and really get your, um, you know, your thoughts down on paper. I think a lot of times we have so many thoughts in our head. Yeah. But once you put it down on paper, you can see it. It's in front of you. You can read it. You can add to it. You can scratch things off. Like, it makes it a little bit more concrete. And a lot of people don't write anymore. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about yes, this. Yes, we were. A lot of, like, we're on our phones and computers so yeah. much that we don't, write. we don't write. And we lose the value of penmanship. Yes. I'm doing chicken scratch right now. Exactly. Like, I'm writing a prescription. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we write, we write stuff down and then we, go, we try to go back and read it. You're like, what did I write? Yeah, you're like, yeah, what, what is I that? Mean? Exactly. So, so I think for 2020, I think more people should definitely, you know, upgrade your life get a journal and just write down your thoughts you can write down what you did that day write down how you're feeling right Mm -hmm. now write down what someone said to you write just whatever just take a little bit of time and write more and i think it would be helpful love it i love that i've definitely been practicing that i used to be a lot a lot better at it doing it more consistently and i think it also keeps you in check yes because you may have a thought that you you know like you said the days go by you forget what you're thinking about yeah. but then when you go back and read it it's kind of like oh i did say i want to yeah. do that oh. you're like oh man yeah. i remember that day that was a good day yeah. oh, I remember that, one. that was a crazy day yeah yeah, yeah. quick quick thing i do want to say mm-hmm. um so you guys know the show Queen Sugar? Yes. yes. Right? Okay. So the lady who plays um, Aunt Vi, her name yes. is Tina, Lit- Tina Litfield or Lifford? She, yeah, she wrote a book. She wrote a book? Yeah. I'm going to have to get it. I love she her did. so much. But um, on her Instagram page, like a couple months ago or whatever, she was on her IGTV stories and she pulled out all of her journals that she's mm, had over the wow. years. And one that she, I think she's in either in her 
maybe early 60s or late 50s, mm-hmm. I believe. She brought out literally sitting like outside. She brought a stack. Like when I mm. when I say a stack, I'm sure she still has the video on her Instagram page. A stack of journals, and she just picked one up at random. And one was when she was like, I think she was like either 19 or 20 years old. Wow. And she's like, she's been writing in her journal oh, consistently. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the one that she read an entry from it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the entries she read was about like coming out of a bad breakup mm-hmm. and what does she want to do with her life and just being confused. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things that we would actually think yeah. about when we're 19. And she's like, you know, just reading all these, you know how people say, what would you tell your younger self? Mm-hmm. And then she was just like, there's so much. I, w- I know what I would say now yeah. because I know what I was thinking back then right. because I wrote it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You can kind of like you can read revisit. it and then have a response now to that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I love that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. oh, dope. Definitely get you a journal. And we are going to move on to the next segment. T, what you got, girl? This week, I am going behind the lyrics. So if you're not familiar with behind the lyrics, we I each week I pick a song and I dissect the lyrics and you know get deeper because you know music is more than just face value so since we are going into a new year 2019 to 2020 I was looking up songs that talked about new year's resolutions Mm. and I stumbled across a song by one of my favorite soul artists Favorite of all time, Otis Redding. Mm. I yes. love him. Yes, what a so, voice. What a voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, yes. okay, I'm not going to. My mom's been playing that all week, by the way. All week. All yeah. week. All week, so I love that you're doing this. <laughs> yes, Otis. You know, I'm putting, you know, the younger generations yeah. onto a little sign, sign, sign. You know, that kind of music just gives you some chills yes. when they sing. <laughs> right. So I came across a song that he has called New Year's Resolution. And this song is actually a duet with one of his former, at the time, a label mate by the name of Carla Thomas. And obviously everyone knows Otis writing for his solo music. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the, fa- the, mm, the fact that I found someone he had a duet with, I was like, okay, let me go deeper into this. So... Carla Thomas is also a proclaimed queen of Memphis soul. Mm. So I want to play, I'll get to the part where I want to, I would like to play um, the song. But so the song is basically about to a couple engaging in meaningful dialogue about resolving their relationship issues. So what am okay. I? Okay, <laughs> what a resolution. Yes, they want to resolve their issues despite all the mistakes they've made. Mm-hmm. That's what I've gathered from the song. Okay. So one of the um, lyrics that I like a lot is it says, "Let's turn it, let's turn over a new leaf, and baby, let's make promises that we can keep and call it a New Year's." It says, "Let's make promises that we can keep and call it a New Year's resolution." So. I really like that lyric because we all make resolutions mm-hmm. that we can't keep. But mm-hmm. this is a couple saying we've had our issues. Let's try to work it out and let's make a promise to each other that we can keep. And throughout the song, they're talking about their flaws and you know what they've done and what they have going on and how they're better together. So let's take a little listen. Let's go back in time and get us some Otis Redding and Carla Thomas, you know, put y'all onto something. And me, and baby, let's 
So what'd you guys think? I love Otis Redding. <laughs> I so really soulful. do. So soulful. I like, I mean, of course their voices sound great together, but the, the message is great, you know. I mean, especially in that style, you know, that I'm guessing this is what, not 60s, maybe 50s around. Yeah, Otis right? Redding was maybe... I don't remember the I think time. it's the height of his popularity. 1967. 67. I know. Wow. I was like, okay, 60s. Um, but just that soulful, you know, the guitars, the, 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 just the, the musicianship, you know, the lyrics, you know. Um, I just think the song sounds very, what's the word? Like, soulful but honest but raw mm -hmm. but and gritty gritty mm -hmm. you know but still very emotionally open like you know they're both kind of crying to each other like it sounds like a very like passionate yes if you will. like yeah. let, like i believe them when they say let's try and fix it yeah i like how um it kind of gives me like a stripped stripped down feeling in a yeah. sense where it focuses more on their vocals yeah like the music in the background isn't too too distracting yeah. it's like melodic well that's that you warm know? it feels fuzzy and warm from this right? yeah you warmful. put that shit on a vinyl mm -hmm. like you gotta listen to let it scratch a little yeah, bit in the exactly. beginning let it rip Ooh. with a glass of whiskey neat you know what <laughs> we in the wrong decade this is my vibe oh no we in the right decade because ain't no way i'm living during the 60s oh you're right but, uh, right. we in the right day we in the right day Kwana would be fucking shit up <laughs> i take it back what take it, back. it will be a mess but um. you know what yeah so i mean new year's resolution whether you're doing it by yourself you're doing it with your partner mm -hmm. your are you friend. guys are you guys making any this year Nope, I never no, do. I never do either. Mm -hmm. My New Year's resolution is always with God. Always, I love that. Trying to build a better relationship with God. I always try to spend New Year's in church. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it builds structure for my year. Mm -hmm. And when I, I don't, you. I can feel the difference in the year. So I really want to this year to spend it in church. I got you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's the I mean. Because I'm like, what, what am I yeah. doing? Yeah, I never do resolutions because I always feel like i set myself up for a failure yeah. it's fleeting i feel yeah you know, like they it's like ah my resolution is da, 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 da. but what i really just try and do is you know what are the things realistically that i would really like to do i get a I get a general idea of this is this is how i want my year to go this is how i want it to begin this is these are the things that i want to actually start doing if i haven't started already a lot of times i try to start now instead of waiting mm -hmm. until the new year begins but i just try to be very mindful of what kind of changes personally like you know in me that i want to make right i love awesome. that all right well this has been views from the chicks i'm t and i'm joey and i'm kwana thank you for listening until next time peace Bye.